Welcome to another edition of something like that episode 68 part two of the Bill Cosby documentary series that I'm doing titled this is Bill on this episode I will be talking about Bill Cosby's unfortunate fortunate demise in Hollywood to how he became successful in America's dad in between I will be talking about how he used his power to get the things he want yes it is emotional so viewer discretion is advised but keep it where you got it episode 68 part two of this is bill cosby welcome to another edition of something like that this is episode 68 part two of the bill cosby documentary and this documentary i'm titling and if you know from the other one i had to change the name this series is called this is bill so i watched episode two of the bill cosby documentary that was again done by uh k uh kamal bell and it is titled uh we need to talk about cosby so it's about bill cosby and the things that he was doing um, during his, you know, days in Hollywood when he was a stand-up comedian and to his days of when he finally, you know, got indicted and went to jail. So these are some of the things that we will be discussing. So let me turn it down here a little bit. So as I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm just, again, I'm still in amazed and shocked by it and and i do want to thank a lot of people who have been turned tuning in who have been showing me love and saying thank you it was so good i appreciate it so i really appreciate you guys i was on vacation so i wasn't able to finish but i am going to do two and three so you guys will have that but watching it I, again it's, it's just you're just still in the maze right it's like you're trying to wrap your head around what you're seeing what you're hearing what you which what, what you are recognizing like this is Bill Cosby. Like Bill Cosby were was doing these things and we're sitting here like <laughs> wow. So I'm watching it and you know of course I got to take notes. Um again so this episode um you know you know episode 2 in the documentary it was about Bill Cosby's early life. Uh, and, and you know we saw how some of his movies and shows weren't that big of a of a hit again i came into bill cosby at the peak of his career right because i was born in 1984 so by the time i was able to grasp television and and understand tv bill cosby had already been dubbed america's dad so just to see how he wasn't as revered in hollywood was like wow you know, but again, he was always the safe choice because he knew how to make you laugh. He knew how to talk about things without pissing some white people off. But in in part two, you know, there was a, a you know, a infomercial that he did, you know, or or like interview where he talked about and he used the word nigger. And I was like, wow, Bill Cosby is using the word nigger. Never thought I would, you know, hear that or see that because Bill again, Bill Cosby image for a lot of us was just so tampered 
I'm sorry, I don't say temper, but was so wrapped around positivity. So, you know, he was around an age where there was a lot of, you know, bigotry. There was a lot of civil rights issues. So I knew he had to talk about it, you know. Um, so that was so dope in that aspect to see him actually talk about, you know, injustices and, you know, to talk about civil rights. Because, again, like I said, by the time I came around, Bill Cosby wasn't doing this. He had already cemented himself as America's dad. So it, it was it wasn't him leading the way. It was guys like Jim Brown, you know, guys like Sidney Poitier, um, Harry Belafonte, Muhammad Ali, just to name a few, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who 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 came before me, but they were talking about this. So you know, Bill Cosby having you know talked about this was like wow, like this is this is really Bill Cosby saying these type of things. So what was so interesting is that. Being that his movies and TV shows weren't successful, I think he understood what Hollywood was, right? I think he understood that, hey, listen, you know, you need to really be able to juggle with what you say, but also keep in mind that they're listening. And I think Bill Cosby knew that. And I think him saying, okay, well, I can take this role and be you know, the step and fetch. I can be, you know, Amos and Andy. I can be guys that Hollywood want me to be, AKA, and no disrespect to the people in Hollywood that were black people of color who had to take these roles because they had to feed their family. There was not a lot of, you know, black owned studios and no disrespect to them, you know, but he was like, I'm not taking the coon role. My role will be of one that's teaching, that's showing prominence of America that I know and that I saw. So I think, and, and you know, it was it was talked about, and and I would agree. If he didn't have these failures, would he have been the Bill Cosby that we've known? Probably not, right? Because in Hollywood at that time, what you were known for, like you were typecast, especially when it comes to the seventies, in early parts of eighties. If you did something so well. That's where you, you know, stayed. You were that character, like JJ from Good Time. That's, you know, that's who he was. Um, when we look at Jim Brown um, and Fred, uh, what's this? Uh, Fred, I don't want to, you know, get his name wrong. Fred Williams, you know, Three the Hard Way. So those were the kind of characters that, you know, were typed for us. And like, this is who you're going to be. But Bill Cosby took it and he flipped it. And he said, you know what? I want to teach. I want to teach young and black you know, young and young black and brown kids about, you know, positivity. And, you know, he did that on a show called Picture Pages, which was a segment of Captain Kangaroo. Again, this is all stuff that I, I learned from the documentary, which was so like, wow, like I knew who Captain Kangaroo was. I never watched his show, but, you know, I just knew that that was a name that was talked about, you know, back in the day. Captain Kangaroo was this you know, show that many kids watched and, you know, they learned and that's what Bill Cosby, he was up there doing. And so he had a positive message about blacks. It was like, hey, this is what we are. This is who we really are. Like I know TVs and, you know, media's portraying us as these, you know, um, you know, uh, bumbling and stumbling, uneducated people, but we're not, you know, we're more than this. And Bill Cosby said, and if our people don't know, again, this is a role he was taking on. Like I'm going to teach so you watch him transform to a man who was doing, you know, good things. And I spy didn't have a lot of success, you know, it, you know, trying to reach his 
his mark in, you know, Hollywood and, you know, television. And then, you know, saying, okay, well, what avenue and which way can I go? Because at this time, Bill Cosby, he was older now. You know, he wasn't the young playboy. You know, he wasn't the cool uncle. Again, they talked about this and these words I'm using from the show and which was such a great metaphor. But he was becoming that older dad like figure. So he said, well, since I can't do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on this persona that, yes, I'm this older guy, but I'm also full of wisdom. And that's what Bill Cosby did. He showed himself being this wise older man. So throughout his 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 rise into Hollywood and, you know, him breaking in from the 60s to the 70s. Now we're in the early part of the 80s. You know, again, I'm not here to promote Bill Cosby's assaults. I'm not. But I will give credit what credit do, because I think a lot of black actors and a lot of people, I, I should say, they studied what Bill Cosby did back then. And they use it as a blueprint. If you look at Kevin Hart, someone I can think off the top of my head from stand up to movies, you know, like that was a role that Bill Cosby did even before then you had someone like Eddie Murphy. So a lot of people took that blueprint and say, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it and, I, and I'm going to make it um, mine and, I, and, I'm, and I'm going to make it where it's going to benefit me and who I am. So that part was so dope. And, you know, that's what you see. So now you see Bill Cosby, you know, again, getting passed by, you know, um, uh, Fat Albert. You know, they talked about Fat Albert. Again, the Fat Albert was uh, uh, a whole cultivation of people that he knew living in Philadelphia. And again, which was so impressive is that these were black characters without white supports. And he was talking about, you know, education at the end in the show. There was always a positive message in the show. Again, now Bill Cosby, him being so smart and brilliant in in certain ways to say, hey, I'm not going to go your way. I'm going to go my way. I'm going to show you what black America looks like. Yes, we have a difficult time in talk in terms of the socioeconomics. Yes, we are, you know, lower on a totem pole, but whatever we get, we make the best of it. And that's why Fat Albert was so successful because it showed African-Americans on a cartoon, nonetheless, with just all black characters. At that time, it was not, it was not heard of to have mostly black characters or all black characters. It was always a black character and, you know, white, or it was always a black character or the, you know, you know, brown character who was also supported by um, a white person or they were the support. So Fat Albert was something that a lot of kids, you know, really talked about. And so on this show, he would have a lot of, you know, these morality moments right like don't do drugs you know you gotta you know you can't be a liar you know that that was when he was like well you know you can't be a liar but then uh, the whole time on outside that's totally what he's doing he's lying to get what he wants so again you you see him calculating you know what he wants and what he want to do so i think that that was so funny that 
I don't want to say funny, but it was ironic that, you know, he's sitting here telling you, hey, don't do this, don't lie. But yet in the whole time, that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing because he wanted everyone to, you know, be at ease. And like most, you know, people who are, you know, assaulters or 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 people who are manipulators and, you know, just downright not good people. They want you to look at them or I should say sociopath. Let's start there. You know, let's let's call it a spade a spade. Most sociopaths and most narcissists, they want you to be so eased. They want you to be so relaxed. So that way, when they do what they go, you know, going to do, you're going to be like, well, oh, my gosh, it wasn't my fault. Um, I'm sorry. It was my fault. It was, you know, it it wasn't the manipulator's fault. It wasn't the narcissist fault it was my fault because i shouldn't have been here i shouldn't have took the drink i should have been better prepared for this or whatever so but you watch that through episode two so um you know again so he was gaining people trust you know through all his tv show again this is again what more way to gain trust of people than through a cartoon because when you think of cartoon right we all think of you know, uh, a warm hearted, calm kid. You know, you don't think of a cartoon being an animal, but that's how you hide. That's how you mask yourself. You put it in the form of something where people aren't feeling like, okay, well, this could be what is not. Oh, this could be something else. But again, around that time in the 70s, cartoons were fairly, fairly you know aimed at children cartoons are fairly fairly you know calm in their approach and cartoons weren't overly aggressive like you have now family matter simpsons you know obviously but cartoons were still like this a sacred form for kids and that's what and that's how it was used so it was just him you know continuing to gain the trust of America. And he did it and fat up and he did a good job. Again, throughout this whole podcast, I will be giving credit with credit due, but I won't be giving credit for the fuckery. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Or the assaults uh, and sexual assault, I won't give credit for that. But on the business side, you know, I will give credit. But here's the thing though. Here is here is the complexity of it because the same way I will give him credit, and the same way I will demean what he's doing again this is hindsight but he knew because he took his role in hollywood to do what he wanted to do you know so it's like he took all the good things that we know about oh my god it's a cartoon and our and our hands over our eyes and our hands over our ears and you know our hands over our mouth we can't see it because we're blinded because it's bill cosby what is Bill Cobb going to do? He's not a bad person. But that's where this show gets interesting because one of many of his victims, um, you know, she was, you know, questioned. Um, it was a woman who she had took a pill. You know, again, she had took a pill and she was like, well, I'm going to take this pill again. This is Bill Cosby. And at first, I, when I had words, I'm like, but why would you even take this? Like this is, I don't give a freak if it's Bill Cosby, if it's the Pope himself, you don't take the pills. So then later on in the episode, it was another young lady um, at the time. She's obviously older. And she said, well, he told me it's Quaaludes. 
And she said, I took them because Quaalu makes you feel like you are, like you have a buzz, like you're drunk, but they don't give you the crazy hangover and you don't black out. So to that, I said, oh, okay. I was able to understand because I, di I didn't know what Quaaludes did. You know, I, I don't, I, I never took Quaaludes and, you know, Quaaludes obviously was before my time. Um, and I'm pretty sure they might be out, but I'm sure a lot of people don't take Quaaludes as like they did before because of the stigma and, you know, whatever, yada, yada. But so when she said that, I said, okay, well, again, I had to backtrack because here I am saying, well, you're grown. Why are you taking these pills? You're a grown woman. Like you should know better. Victim blaming. You know, I was falling into, into that trap because again, and I will refer back to Bill Cosby's deposition uh, where it was, well, so you took these pills knowingly. Well, I took some pills, but, but did he force you to take them? So these are the type of things that attorneys, right? What acts a lot of the victims. Well, you knew what was going on, right? No, I didn't. But did he force you to take them? Well, no, but, uh, but you took them, you know, knowing that it could have been something, but you know, you know, so so I had to step back. And so I'm watching this and I'm stepping back again because I'm still in amazement. Like I'm pissed off, right? And I think in any human response, you know, you always try to rationalize what's going on. You try to make it seem like, okay, well, Dan, this is Bill Cosby. No one could be this mean. He's America's dad. Not black, but he's America's dad. Like, why would you take these pills? But then I say, but why would he give them to her? I had to pause. I had to check myself because, again, as humans, we want to rationalize things. So I'm going through a lot of these emotions bouncing around. Why would she take them? You know, she knew what's going on, but no one knew because it's Bill Cosby. His name, his likeness, his image is huge. No one's going to argue with Bill Cosby. He just, he just gave you. The best TV show of all time at that time, which was Fat Albert. It's a cartoon. He's harmless. He's giving my kids and giving me a good advice. And that's what most people are thinking. But again, this is called manipulation. And that's what he was doing. So you watch that. But also something that I never, you know, really under, you know, knew again. And I know I knew he didn't finish school, but I always wondered but again, the perception sometimes is bigger than the reality because at the end of every show, it'd be like, you know, it would be William Cosby, E-D, E dot D, whatever. So, you know, there was someone in there that was like, well, E-D in uh, um, uh, doctoral E-D, you know, for education is kind of, it's not, you know, a big deal. I mean, it's something because you graduated, but it's not, you know, like this thing where it's like i'm a doctor of this so you know someone cleared that but so just to go through again and and you know his life and what he was talking and what they were displaying in this episode it was how he never finished high school he went to one central high school which was a really good school didn't finish then he went to german high germantown high school didn't finish there um once he um did that he went to the navy he quit and then he ended up getting a ged after he got his GED, he ended up going to Temple, did track, he quit there. So then he went to uh, UMass, got his master's, the University of Massachusetts. Then he went and got his doctoral degree. And, you know, of course, late years later, you know, Dr. Cosby, yada, 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 boom, 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 boom. But it was kind of like, we're going to give you this degree because of who you are, 
going to bring prestige to our school because of Bill Cosby went here. Now, again, it, it, it was it was it was interesting because I'm thinking that this man really was like, oh, now nah, I'm going to earn this. And he did. But not realizing that he was just, you know, using the system because money. Right. If you got money, you can do a lot of stuff. And that's what he did. Well, I got money. I'm going to use it. And, you know, you, you're, you're going to know that I got this. I'm a doctor. I know all of this. But then again, in, in, in this episode, this is where he used his power. Right. He used Well, it was a young lady. College student come to my show. I'm sitting in the front row. And that's what he would do. He'd get these young women, you know, pretty. Hey, come to my show. Sit you in front row. Have my people again, like R. Kelly, having handlers. And he would use these people and he would have them do his dirty work. Grab the girls, come to my room. Hey, take this. This is good. Again, the whole thinking. And you're going to hear this rhetoric. Well, he wouldn't hurt me because this is Bill Cosby. Next thing you know, she wakes up. Oh, my God, what happened? I must have got too drunk, right? She took these pills, but she's drinking too. Okay, I must have got too drunk. Now my clothes are off. I'm so sorry. Now they're embarrassed. And that's how he would, you know, use them. But again, he also donated $25 million to Spellman, which his wife went to. And we'll get to that in the next uh, episode. Um, but again, female college, you know, the young girl. Oh, my God, I'm so... I'm so happy that you did this for us, Mr. Cosby. Thank you so much. Which I think he did this because I know it was he was messing around a lot. So his wife probably was to kind of appease his wife. Well, like, all right, I'm going to donate to your school. You're going to see I'm good. And I'm all, you know, you can't look at me in a bad way. Um, but he donated $25 million to Spellman. He was on the board of trustees at Temple. Again, he understood what his fame will bring him. And he used that and he used that. And one thing um, that that had wrote down was um, how he was a serial rapist. Point blank. He was a serial rapist. Like no one at that time would have ever thought this. Even now, people are still kind of like, damn, all these women coming to the forefront. Even again, even me, I'll be transparent. I was like, damn, like, come on now. Like, wh why would they, you know, like, why would all these women all of a sudden come forward, you know, at the time? And 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 here's the manipulation part. I'm in the field. I'm in the field. Like, I know how this goes. Like, I know, you know, a lot of these people with power, they use their power to get what they want. And that's what he did. He used his power to get what he want. And he also used the heartstrings of people because of his name to get the things that he want. Um, so, you know, one of the females, she was like, yo, I was sick. And then she said, she said, all right, the second time, like I knew something happened. But again, Bill Cosby like, yo, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. And he did it to a few women, but he was able, like I said earlier, to make them feel as if he was the victim. Like, oh my God, how could I do this to Bill Cosby? How can I do this, you know, to this man? Like I'm, I'm over here drunk and my clothes are off. He invited me to his room and again, victim shaming, but he didn't even have to say nothing. That's how meticulous he was. And that's how much grooming was used. You know, if you understand how it works when it comes to sexual assault, like it's usually a grooming, someone that you don't think of, 
Um, like, you know, so you so you got your guard down. And most of these women had their guard down because it was Bill Cosby. So now, again, at this time, they're showing Bill Cosby through the whole uh, Fat Albert stage. He's making his run. He's doing everything that he needs to do to earn our trust. And that's what he did. So a lot of these assaults were taking place because of his name. So now they're rolling over to the 80s, right? Now, if you know about the 80s, you know, the 80s sparked in some good times, bad times. Just depends on who you are because the 1980s were something. But that 1980s issued in a new, a new genre of comedians, stand-up comedy from the 70s to the 80s. It was all the rave. You wanted to be there. And here's this older Bill Cosby. I think by that time he had to be probably in his 40s or 50s now. So now he's an older guy. You know, a lot of these guys who are watching him, you know, they got all of their 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 uh, energy, their excitement. You know, Bill Cosby was, you know, who they looked up to. But now he's kind of losing his edge in the stand up game because now you got, you know, people who were a little more raunchy. You got your Richard Pryor's now. You got your George Carlin's. Uh, you got this young guy who just taking over the scene named Eddie Murphy, you know? So Eddie Murphy is, again, a black comedian who's doing stand-up. Richard Pryor is a black comedian who's doing stand-up. Michael Jackson. So black people in Hollywood were kind of being a little known now. It wasn't just one or two. It was an era of where black people in the stand-up world, in comedy, in Hollywood, were being known. And I, and I felt that Bill Cosby felt he was being forgot about. I felt Bill Cosby was like, well, I need to do something because people are forgetting who I am. You know, they know me for Fat Albert. They know me as being this lovable guy. They know me as being once upon a time this sex symbol, but now he's not. So here's, again, I give credit where credit is due. Here's the genius of Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my skills because I'm going to show, again, somebody that's narcissistic, it's but for so long before they got to tell you and show you who they are. And this is, again, down the road where you'll see his demise. Like most sociopaths, most people that are antisocial, most narcissists, if they don't get their just due, they're going to do something that's really grand because they have, again, this grandiose, you know, thinking like I am the only one. I'm the best of all time. But what he did was, and again, it was genius. But again, psychologically, now that you understand it, it was his it was his uh, narcissistic ways like, no, they're not going to outdo me. But again, if you couple that with comedy, you just look at it as like, oh, that's just him being competitive. But also, it's narcissistic because I'm going to show you who I am. But again, it's genius because since he's older, I'm going to talk about what I know now. I can't talk about what I used to do because that doesn't apply to me no more. No one is going to relate, but I can come at you like an older dad with teenagers. I can come at you as a dad who's going through these things. I can come at you and make sure that when I'm doing the stand up 
There's nothing in the background. I got regular clothes on. I got glasses. I'm a regular dad now because, again, I'm Bill Cosby, but I'm a regular dad, and that's what he did as a regular dad. So it was easy to identify as him being a regular dad because, again, there was no threat. You know, Eddie Murphy had the pants on. You know, Richard Pryor, he got suits. He got, you know, he got everything in the back. But, but Bill Cosby said, I want you to center your attention on me as the dad, right? I want you to look at me and have some type of pity because I'm not young no more, but I'm old. This is what I got to deal with. I'm not, I'm not as good as I used to be. So here it is. And he did that in his stand-up called Bill Cosby himself. And this show right here opened the door for the Cosby shows. And it opened the door because it showed a father, again, just a regular dad and how they have to deal with life as a dad. So it's funny. So it's relatable to everyone, right, across the board. But it's really relatable to white America because a lot of white America is like, wow, you are talking to me, white middle class at that time. You know, and, and white middle class, number class, they're like, oh, I get what you're saying. Because as a dad, I can relate. Again, he's not talking about being poor. He's not talking about struggle. He's talking about just father issues that people will have. So NBC said, guess what we're going to do? We're going to give you a show about your life as a dad. And that was his way on to the Cosby shows. Bill Cosby, again, I give credit what credit is due. He took an idea as a regular dad and he made it his own. Come on now. Come on. How can you knock that? You can't knock that. Bill Cosby said, hey, y'all know Eddie Murphy, y'all know Richard Pryor, but y'all gonna know Bill Cosby. So once the Cosby shows came out, there was a boom. He was already, you know, uh, you know, on stage, stand-up comedian legend. But how he transitioned from his 1983 set to his 1984, oh, that's what cemented his legacy in the game as one of the greatest comedians, actors, movie roles, and the TV dad came next. So thanks again for tuning to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger. I'm sorry. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to another edition of something like that. This is episode 68, part two of This is Bill Cosby. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, as you can tell, I have another podcast, so I'm doing a lot. So yes, check that out. Don't shoot the messenger podcast. If you feel if you feel like it, please do. It's on um all your other platforms. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify. So that's my other podcast. I wanted to plug that in. So, but yes, this is episode two of This Is Bill Cosby. Episode three will be coming. It's probably on right now. And this is where I'm going to talk about the 80s, the boom, you know, the, it, of some nostalgia for everyone. So thanks again. And I can't wait. Talk to you soon.